The following message is a presentation from Grace Baptist Church in Kettering, Ohio. We're gathering together. All right, can we find our Bibles in 3 John as we continue through this, uh, this letter? 3 John, there is only one chapter, and we'll be looking at verses 5 through 8. 3 John, verses 5 through 8, and I'm excited about this. I think, I think you will be excited by the end uh, because... Uh, this is something that we all can do, no matter who you are. And you, th- this excites me because God gives us all a way to be a, a viable part, a real part of gospel ministry. And so let's stand for just a moment, read verses 5 through 8, and then we'll get right into our lesson this evening. Now remember, we're talking about this guy named Gaius, all right? Gaius is his name, and he is well-beloved by many people. There's four different times in this, uh, in this letter that John says... You're beloved, you are well-loved, and it's the word charity, sacrificial love. And it's, it's something that denotes that Gaius was a person that the church really had their heart open to. They were willing to sacrificially love him. He was willing to sacrificially love uh, the church. And so it is a great individual to take uh, learning from. So verse number five, it says, beloved, there again, that word, uh, beloved, well-loved, dear friend, Thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity, notice that word charity, that's Christ's kind of love, before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well, because that for his name's sake they went forth taking nothing of the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. Let's just repeat that last phrase there, that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. Father, would you bless our time in your word? Help us to be fellow helpers to the truth. And I pray that even this week that you give us that opportunity, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. And let's be seated. Let's jump into this. Uh, last week we learned that this, the, the, the key concept in the book of 3 John, this letter, is really this matter of hospitality, truth and hospitality, love and hospitality. And it's written to this man, Gaius, who was exemplary in showing hospitality, and he was being encouraged to do it within the confines of truth, but he's also just being encouraged to continue to do it. How many times do you realize there are things that we do well and we we serve the Lord, but sometimes you need someone to come along and say, hey, way to go. Add a boy, add a girl, uh, and way to go. Let's keep it up. Keep on doing it. Realize you're pleasing God when you're doing this. That's what's going on here because he was showing hospitality, and John, as we'll, we'll see in this passage tonight, saying, good job, Gaius. Let's continue to do it. Let's continue to please the Lord. So he was very hospitable. If you look up, uh, if you look up hospitality, you're going to find that it has the idea of being friendly or generous in your reception, your entertaining of visitors, guests, strangers. Uh, it has the idea of having an open heart to people, uh, being approachable and, and welcoming them into your life and into your sphere. Um, oftentimes, as, uh, as people might walk into a church like ours, they don't know other people, and uh, we are hospitable when we welcome them into our family. Like we talked about, we don't want an us for no more type of mentality. We want you're welcome here. You're, you are a part of our family. We have room for you. We have one more place for you. We have one more spot you know, open. Uh, we have one more uh, spot in our heart to, to love on. We have place for you. So hospitality is that, that generous reception. We always want to be that kind of person 
We always want to be that type of church. And so uh, Gaius was that, that type of individual. Now notice in verse number 5 that John gives a commendation. He says, hey, way to go. Way to go. Good job. Look at verse number 5 with me uh, again as we, as we break this apart. Beloved, thou doest faithfully. Think of yourself hearing those words from another believer, from a spiritual leader. Hey, you're doing a great job. Thanks for being faithful. That's exactly what he's saying here. Thanks for being faithful. Thanks for being faithful in your hospitality. Now notice something here. He says that he is reliable in his hospitality. Uh, it says thou doest faithfully. The word faithfully is the idea of being characterized by reliability. You could count on Gaius if somebody was coming through town or if someone had a need, you could count on Gaius to open up his heart and his home to that person. He was going to do that. He was reliable in the way that he went about showing hospitality to others. He was trustworthy in this way, um, as I think of being faithful, uh, characterized by that steadfast uh, allegiance to something or that steadfast devotion to something, I, I realize that in any of our lives we can look at people we, we recognize as faithful. Uh, boy, they've just been doing the same thing. They've been known for the same thing for all their lives. I mentioned my parents on Sunday. The older I get, the more I realize how much my parents in, impact, right? And I think you could all agree with that. The, the little nuances. I, I think you can all think of, of things that your parents impacted you in a positive way. Um, and, and what a blessing that is. And I think of, in my, in my situation, I think of the faithfulness of my parents. People that just were faithful, they were committed, they were trustworthy, they were reliable to what they were doing. They were reliable in their service to the Lord. That was a Gaius. Reliable, trustworthy. You could depend on himself to put himself out for others. He wasn't the type that, that would serve somebody and then let you know that you've been served. Have you ever met a person like that? They let you know that they put themselves out to serve you. And that, that doesn't really help anything, right? You, know, you kind of feel awkward receiving service from that type of person. But Gaius wasn't that type of guy. Gaius was a one, a one that served and showed hospitality faithfully. And I pray that we would be the same. I pray that we would be reliable in our hospitality towards others. I pray that you would be reliable in your hospitality towards others. You know, Paul said to the Corinthian believers, in light of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, let's be abounding in the work of the Lord. Do you think that wouldn't include hospitality? Jesus tells us to show hospitality. He tells us to open up our hearts, our homes to, to strangers and to one another. He tells us to love one another. Let's abound in the work of the Lord like a, a Gaius. But notice he was ready in this. Because it says here, whatsoever thou doest to brethren and to strangers. So he didn't just entertain and, and, and show hospitality to the brethren. He didn't just entertain the people that he really liked or the people that he knew. He entertained strangers, too, that he didn't know. And uh, I think it's easy to, to gather and to enjoy company of those that we do know, and we ought to do that. The Bible talks a lot about fellowship, doesn't it? The Bible tells us that the early church in the book of Acts, chapter number 2, they were constantly fellowshipping. In fact, they were daily fellowshipping. I forget who I was talking to, but I think our society, the way that we we're, we're spread out, and uh, we, uh, we kind of live uh, independent of one another. We do our thing. It's very easy not to interact with one another even inside of a church, within a church. Uh, part of the reason that we've, we've been talking and, and at least highlighting this year this matter of one another is because as a church family, we, we desperately, desperately need that. Um, 
we don't, we don't live on the same street as one another. Uh, we see each other uh, at service times and so on, but the need to be together more than just even the service times is important. The need to be connected with one another beyond that is important. So Gaius did well at showing hospitality and loving and serving those that he knew, the brethren, those that were believers, those that were in, within the church, those that were within his, uh, his sphere, but not just them, also the strangers, those that were passing through. Now, from the context, I would understand the strangers to be referring to uh, those that were passing through uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus. We'll see that in a, in a couple of verses. Those that were serving the Lord, they're passing through town. Uh, think of it, as we've studied in the book of Acts, we learned that the believers down in Jerusalem were pushed out of Jerusalem because of the persecution that rose about Stephen. And as they went out and they preached the gospel everywhere, where did they stay? And whose homes did they bed down? Where did they eat? And it was guys like Gaius and, and families that would open up their homes and welcome them in and say, you can share a, a meal with us. And that is so very, very important to understand that Gaius was one that, oh, you're passing through town, I'll take care of you. And uh, they didn't have, I, I, we know they had inns and, and uh, you know, like a hotel in that, in that day of types, but there was a lot more of, let's open up our heart, our home, to a person coming through. There was a lot, uh, that was a lot more a part of their, their culture. So we are to, to be hospitable, yes, to those that we know, we're comfortable around, there are brothers and sisters in Christ, where we enjoy their company and so on, but we ought to be hospitable like Gaius towards the strangers. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, that ye, uh, uh, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another, and by this shall all men know that you're my disciples if ye have loved one for another. Flowing out of a love for one another is a hospitable heart towards one another. And so let's grow in that. And let's look for those opportunities Let's be ready to do that. Hebrews 13 and verse number 2 says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. God wants us to have a heart towards strangers. People pass through our church all the time. Believers pass through our church all the time. They're in town for, for a vacation. They're in town to visit. They're in town um, because they have a work, uh, a work assignment out at the, the Wright Pat Air Force Base. They're in town for a little bit of time. I can think of... a. Uh, a brother, a brother Eric, and I, I'm forgetting his last name right now, he's from, uh, from D.C., was in town for about six months. And, and, you know, what a blessing it was as he was in town and our church, our, our heart wrapped around him uh, for those times. And he still texts me, how are you doing, Pastor? Oh, we're doing well. If you're ever in D.C., come by and stay in my house. Now, that type of spirit of welcoming people in, uh, to our, uh, into our, um, our family, what a, what a wonderful thing. And Gaius is an example of that. He was just ready to serve anyone he could. He was ready. He was on the edge of his seat to do that. Gaius had an open heart, an open home uh, towards people. Now, I want to say this. Um, something uh, my wife and I have had to, to learn, maybe you've had to learn along the way, is there is a difference between hospitality and entertaining. Because sometimes in our American culture, uh, we, want, we want everything to be perfect. We want it to be uh, Martha Stewart magazine quality. If someone's coming over to my house, it needs to look like this, right? But that's, that's not biblical hospitality. Biblical hospitality is welcoming people into your, your life. Here we are. It's not, okay, it's not like we're just going to toss it all out there, right? You know, and just, you know, 
Uh, it's not a lack of preparation, but it's also not this, I gotta put on a show, right? Um, that, that doesn't enable us to have open hearts with one another. I, I gotta show off. Our house is always clean. And our houses aren't always clean. Come on, folks. Our houses aren't always clean. Walk into my house right now. There's, I have kids. There's probably things lying around. I haven't been home yet uh, uh, this, this afternoon. I'm sure there's, there's things that are lying around. Our houses aren't always clean. They're not always without dust. We don't always eat on china. We don't even always eat on glass. Um, the fact of the matter is, you can, you can show hospitality by having hot dogs and, and carrot sticks. Uh, just to, to give an illustration, not to embarrass, we were in the lobby uh, a couple Sundays ago, and, uh, and brother, um, brother Garver said, hey, what are you guys doing this afternoon? Come on up. You know, I was so blessed by that. I don't know if you typically have sandwiches on Sunday afternoon, but I was so blessed by the nonchalant, just, hey, welcome into our home. We're having meat sandwiches. There's a cutting board. Make a salad. I was so blessed by that. It was just so laid, you know, laid back. There is something about just welcoming people into your, into your life. Our lives aren't perfect. They aren't show quality. Martha Stewart had to do her, her thing and all the other, I, I know she's, she's way back there. But you understand what I'm saying? There is a big difference between hospitality and entertaining. There's a big difference. And uh, it's welcoming people in to your life. It's welcoming them in. Your heart is open to them. They're comfortable in your, in your, in your home. And we ought to strive for that. We ought to strive for that. I forget who it was that told me. I, I believe it was a, a pastor friend of mine that, that, that first made that distinction to me. And I said, that rings so very true. So often we, we think that we just got to, we have to put that, that best foot forward. Or if it isn't the best, we're not going to do it at all. Could I encourage you to consider taking a step in hospitality and how you could show that to one another right within the church, practice on one another right within the church, just welcoming them right into who you are as a family. And uh, in, in enjoying connecting with them uh, in that, that non-showy uh, environment uh, and just, just being open with who you are, uh, what God has provided for you. You know, I have, I have uh, been in very, very nice houses. I've been in uh, houses that are more modest. Do you know the fact of the matter is Christian hospitality should be able to be shown both ways it, it, it doesn't matter. If God has blessed you with a nice house, praise the Lord. If God has blessed you with a, a one-room apartment, praise the Lord. Show hospitality with what God has given you. I remember um, it wasn't Brother Steve. We stayed in for about what I think it was several months in that middle apartment that you own. And uh, I don't remember if we had someone there, but the very next place was just a, a, a little bit bigger. It was a one-bedroom duplex. And how many of you remember Bill Hall, Dr. Bill Hall? Uh, we had him over for, uh, he and his wife over for Sunday lunch, and our dining room was in our kitchen. We had a round table, and it was, you know, it was one of these matters, you're, you're doing this number around, uh, you were over there, Brother Steve, at one point. It was, it was a smaller, you know, kitchen. And I remember we had a very high, uh, high table at that point, 
and uh, brother, brother Hall was a pretty, pretty short guy. And I remember uh, him uh, sitting down in that table coming back, about to hear. But some good memories. We had Brother Ed Nelson. I, I, do you remember him? We had Brother Ed Nelson in that. And it, it was a small duplex. But the fact is, whatever God has given you, welcome people into that. It's not about what we have. Be thankful with what God has given you. I, I don't know what Gaius had. The Bible doesn't say if he had a really nice house with a, a, you know, a long table where he could invite people into you know, nice, ornate dinners. He just was a man who opened up his heart and his home uh, with hospitality. So may I just encourage you about that. Uh, God has given you enough to be hospitable. Uh, if you can afford hot dogs, if you can afford liver, I don't know about that. All right. Uh, it, it, but regardless, whatever God has given you, show hospitality with it. So that was, that was Gaius. Notice the encouragement, the encouragement of that. By the way, I grew up eating liver. Drown it in steak sauce. Uh, this, uh, you just drown it in steak sauce and, and, and eat away. Uh, I, I grew up around, uh, they w- used to put uh, water chestnuts inside of macaroni some strange, you know, so uh, you, you, don't, you don't get surprised after some of those types of things. All right, so the encouragement of hospitality, look at verse number six. He says, which have borne witness. He's talking about these, these, uh, these brethren from around that area, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church. So what's going on here is Gaius had blessed the church. He had blessed the brethren with his his hospitality, so much that it began to filter out through the different churches and different areas where John was. And he was hearing, hey, we were just up in that city. I don't know where Gaius lived, but we were just up in that city, and Gaius just really blessed us. That was, that was what was going on. Every once in a while, a missionary will come through. Not every once in a while. Oftentimes, they'll come through, and, and as they've stayed in the missions department, and if they've also experienced your hospitality, they'll often say, boy, something's very special about Grace Baptist Church and the way that we're treated here. That's a blessing. That's a huge blessing. I, I, I see in Gaius a man who is so blessed that as, as missionaries, as preachers went down the road after staying with Gaius, they had a memory. Boy, if you're ever going through there, you want to be with Gaius because he's just a hospitable individual. He had blessed the churches. Their testimony, their witness was that Gaius had demonstrated charity to unto them. 1 Peter 4 and verse number 8, above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. Above all things. Gaius was that. Gaius had gained a reputation in the churches for how he cared for traveling preachers and teachers and, and those that were uh, uh, ministering in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to be known like that. I want to be known as a person that has an open heart and open home to, uh, to those that are serving the Lord. It pleased God as well, and that's what John wanted him to know. He says, listen, I want to encourage you. It's blessed the churches. Your spirit of hospitality has just blessed them. They're talking about you, and I want you to know that, but I also want you to know that it pleases God. Look at there in verse number 6 at the end. He says, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou doest well. That word, or thou, thou shalt do well, that, that phrase has the idea, you are pleasing God. You're well-pleasing. Gaius, if you bring them forward, if you help them along in their journey, that pleases God. And he puts it here as an exhortation, because he says, if. Wait a minute, he's already doing it. Yeah, he says, if, 
if you continue doing this, just remember this, you're pleasing God. You know, sometimes you might feel like it, it hits all at once. You, you might feel like you're really busy trying to be hospitable. But just remember this, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. You're pleasing God, Gaius. If you bring forward, the idea of bringing forward is to send forth, to, to send off prepared. A helping with provisions, supplies, necessities. So you have thought ahead. What will they need? Will they need a box lunch on the way so they don't have to go through McDonald's and uh, get clogged arteries, right? Uh, so you've thought ahead. And what a blessing that is to those that are traveling. He says, after a godly sort, and this is really where John puts it, the standard very high. He says, after a godly sort, in a way that's worthy of God. Now think about this. When we serve one another, whether they're brothers and sisters that we bump shoulders with week to week, or strangers, uh, brothers in Christ and sisters in Christ that are coming through that we've never met before. When we serve them, we're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. These people are, 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 are serving the Lord and they're, they're passing through and, and when we serve them, we serve the Lord Jesus Christ and when we serve them in a way that is excellent and, a, and from our heart and with an open hand and with generosity, it's after a, a way that is worthy of God. But we want to serve, we want to have hospitality like that, don't we? In a way that honors God, is what John is saying. Gaius was a believer who used what God had blessed him with to bless those who preached and taught the word of God. And so John's saying, keep it up. Don't give up, Gaius. This is well-pleasing to the Lord. One commentator said it this way, the force of the apostles' word was to enjoin or encourage Gaius. Uh, to have an open hand of generosity towards the, the traveling brethren. Nothing less than such generosity would be worthy of God who expressed his extreme generosity in, giving, in the giving of his son. You think about the generosity of our God. We ought to mirror that to the best of our ability towards other brothers and sisters in Christ. In fact, that's how Jesus told us in John 13 and verse 35, uh, 34 and 35 that we are to love others as he showed us how to love, as we've been loved. Now, notice verse number seven. It says that he had shown this, this generosity, he had shown this hospitality uh, to these, these folks. It had blessed the church, it was pleasing God. But notice how it says in verse number seven that because that for his, Christ's name's sake, they went forth. The reason it is so pleasing to God is because you're helping his servants who are representing the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're helping them on the way. Now notice what it says there. They're taking nothing from the Gentiles. They're not preaching the gospel out there and expecting an offering uh, from those to whom they're preaching the gospel. And so they need the support along the way. They need generous Christians to help them out along the way and to, to, uh, to, to forward them on the way. And he says, when you do this, this pleases God. It shows, it, it pleases God when we show that hospitality to the missionaries and traveling preachers who are going on God's behalf. So when a missionary comes through here and we take a love offering and we care for their meals, and we take care of their, their housing. Do you know what we're doing? We're honoring God. You say, oh, sometimes it feels like a burden to take care. No, that's, that's our delight. We're honoring. We get to please God in that way. 
when you place that money in, in offering boxes now uh, as, a, as a love offering, you're getting to take part in showing hospitality from, from a church to a, a traveling missionary, just like Gaius would do to those coming through. What a blessing. Here's the encouraging part for me, and it's found in verse number 8. And it's a partnership of hospitality. I want you to think about this. He is already doing this. Gaius, continue on. But John finishes here in this, in this thought with verse number 8 where he says, we therefore ought to receive such. Now who's that such talking about? Those that were referred to in verse number 7. Those that were traveling in the name of Jesus Christ. Those that were taking the gospel from Jerusalem to Asia Minor or from uh, Antioch over to Cyprus, whatever their, their, their journey was. Uh, these people, we ought to receive such. And I want you to know that this partnership of hospitality, first of all, it's an obligation. You know, if God allows someone to come across our path that is preaching the gospel and is doing the, on the Lord's work, we have an obligation to show hospitality to them. We ought to receive such. Uh, God help us that we never have someone walk in and out of our church that is serving the Lord Jesus Christ that we would not show hospitality to. Uh, God help you and me that we would not allow people to walk through our lives that, we, that are serving the Lord Jesus Christ that we would not show hospitality, whether we know them or whether it's the first time we met them. God help us. We ought to. It's an obligation. John is encouraging him. This is what God commands. And by the way, what God commands, he will provide for it. Right? He will provide for it. Um, sometimes we think, well, I, I don't know if I can afford that. Uh, again, we go back to, it's not, about a, it's not about a show, or it's not about put, um, putting on a front that I have more than I have. It's, it's about welcoming into your heart and your home and allowing God to bless them through you. What God commands, he'll provide for. Use what God has given you and, uh, and use it. But it is an obligation. Number two, it's an opportunity. He says, that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. Repeat that again with me. That we might be fellow helpers to the truth. Now this ought to just excite your heart tonight. Because sometimes, even as we talked about on Sunday, about, about having a heart that is submitted towards, hey, Lord, what do you want me to do? Allow me to serve in, in Grace Baptist Church. And Lord, if you want me to be a missionary someday, or if you want me to be a pastor, if you want me, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to do it. But maybe God has you uh, working a job and, and, and serving in the church, and that's his will for you. Praise the Lord for that. You say, well, I'm not called to be a full-time pastor. I'm not called to be a full-time missionary. But you know what? You can be a fellow helper to the truth. When a missionary comes through here, when a, a Tom Patterson comes through here, you can be a fellow helper to the truth. And in that instance, you become a partner. You can become a partner in gospel ministry by your, your hospitality. You say, so, so by serving, we're, we're talking about hot dogs, by serving hot dogs and carrot sticks to a missionary that's come through, I, I'm a partner in that gospel ministry? Yes. By welcoming them in and encouraging their heart and showing hospitality, open up your heart and your home to them. Yes. 
You see, we can all be a part of that. We ought to look for ways. Uh, I was thinking about this illustration as, because you, know, you don't have hordes of people coming through all, all the time. It, you, know, pe- you might have people come through your life uh, that don't come through my life, and you have opportunity to show them. But a- as people come through, uh, uh, every, you know how fish are fed? You have fish in an aquarium, and you put the food in, and they all go like this. There ought to be a sense where, you, in, in, a, in a church, there ought to just be such a desire can I take them out to lunch? Can I take care of their needs? You know what I'm saying? Like, that ought, that ought to just be the, 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 the way that we think towards hospitality. Can I be first to, to love on them and to care for them? Isn't that a great attitude? I think that's the type of attitude Gaius had. And, uh, and pray for those opportunities. Ask God to give you the opportunity to show hospitality to those that are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. What a, what a privilege to have that opportunity to partner in the truth. Uh, one of the ways is uh, make it known. Pastor, when there's a missionary coming through, would you know that I'm always willing, if you just tag me and say, I'm always willing to, to invite them back to my home. Uh, if, if I don't have heads up, you just found about, out about Sunday morning, please know I'll always be willing to take them out to lunch. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're ready to partner in that way. What a, what a blessing. And you know that blesses you that blesses you. Uh, it'll bless your family when you get to hear their stories and what, what a, an encouragement. You say, well, um, doesn't that seem like that, that's for pastors to take care of and, and you know, pastors with missionaries, that, that's how it needs to, needs to be. I want to remind you about a couple in the Bible, Priscilla and Aquila. Do you know how many people they encouraged along the way? We know at least two preachers that they encouraged along the way. They were not preachers. Aquila and Priscilla took care of the Apostle Paul. They also took care of another preacher, do you remember? Apollos. They even, after a service where Apollos didn't even quite have something right in his doctrine, they invited him back to the home and privately talked to him, said, hey, haven't you heard? Uh, It's not about the baptism of John. Haven't you heard? And they ministered to him in such a wonderful way. And Paul says of of, uh, 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 Priscilla and Aquila in Romans 16, verse number 3, greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. What was that, that helper? My fellow helpers in the truth. Paul talked about a lot of his fellow helpers in the truth. You don't have to be a foreign missionary to partner in gospel ministry. Be a a hospitable church member. You don't have to be a full-time preacher or teacher. Be hospitable. Partner in the gospel in that way. Uh, show hospi- uh, hospitality to one another, to strangers that are coming through. One last thing I want to give to you. Second Kings chapter number 4, it's in your notes tonight, in verse number 8. Do you remember this, this lady that, um, that knew Elisha when Elisha would come through town? Um, he would come through town, and she invited him, her and her husband, invited Elisha into their home, and they would eat together. So when Elisha would come through town, uh, he always stopped there. There's at one point that this lady, and we don't know her name, this lady uh, says to her husband, why don't we build a room? Why don't we build a room and uh, on the wall, so I, I, I'm assuming that either it was a second-story room, uh, you know, a lot of flat roofs, I'm assuming that's what it was. Let's put in there a bed, a chair, 
a table and a candle and internet. Okay, right? But that was, yeah, it was good and modern for the time. Coffee maker, Keurig coffee maker. Um, let's do that. The Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 4 that Elisha came through there often. And you know where we get the, the term a prophet's chamber? From that passage of scripture. I grew up, the church we had, had a prophet's chamber. Um, the man who, uh, who the Lord used to work in my heart to surrender to the call to preach, I remember meeting him ahead of our missions conference out in our gravel church driveway and helping him carry his stuff up to our prophet's chamber and it was right outside the door of the prophet's chamber. He asked me, he goes, what are you going to do with your life? And I said, I'm going to be a police officer. And at that point, God packed in his heart and said, he's not supposed to be a police officer. And he prayed for me the whole missions conference, and that's when God worked in my heart. But I remember helping him into the prophet's chamber. And it was just that it, I grew up. We had a prophet's chamber. We call it here a missions room. But the fact is, that's where it comes from. Boy, we have the opportunity to partner in a special, special way. And you have that opportunity. You say, well, I, I don't see those opportunities in my life right now. Pray for it. Ask that God would enable you. But practice on your church family. Practice right here. Who could you invite into your home and enjoy a meal with? Uh, it's getting past the time of barbecue, but enjoy a meal with, right? You understand? Just where we're practicing on one another and we're enjoying that hospitality. And I believe God would be honored in us uh, doing that and, uh, and taking this lesson from Gaius. Gaius. Fellow helper to the truth. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this important lesson. Help us to always have our hearts and our homes open uh, to those that love you and those that are serving you. And uh, we pray that you would uh, continue to grow us. Thank you that, thank you that Grace Baptist Church is uh, a, a hospitable church and has demonstrated that over and over again. And I pray, Lord, that you would keep us that way, but you would also grow us more and more. Even to one another, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening today. For more information about Grace Baptist Church, please visit our website at gracebaptistofkettering.org. And remember, you are always welcome at Grace Baptist Church.